one of the greatest revelations in my life was when I found out God wasn't angry with me. And he's not up there with a big stick waiting for me to get that out. That he loves me. Did you hear that? No? You should hear it with hearing aids. I tell you what, it leaves an impression. Whoa. But not only does he love me, he, he invited me to come in. He said, come boldly before the throne of grace. Now, can I give you a Halverson picture on that? That's kicking the door open and said, hey, Dad, I'm home. And I don't have to come to him on my hands and knees. I can come and crawl up on his lap. And look him in the eyes and said, oh, it's been a day. But she got me through another one. And he says, here, I got a chair for you. And I said, where? And he picks me up by the armpit and he makes me sit at his right hand in Jesus. Ephesians 2, 6. Makes me. Say makes me. That means I'm too stupid to figure it out. <laughs> that he's got to pick me up under the armpits and drop me in the chair. Now, here, here's the thing. If you, if you can get that far, what would happen knowing that in the, the rules of kingdom, Anybody who sits at the right hand of the Father has up to 50% of the kingdom access to. And he's sitting there and says, ask that your joy may be full. So, oh, I'm sitting right next to him. I have his ear. I know he hears me because, he, first of all, he's very intelligent. I don't have to tell him four or five times, 15, 20 times. I don't have to come to him begging. I just ask him, come on, ask that you might what? Receive. What? Receive. Receive? You mean if I ask, I, I, I get it? Yeah. Ooh, he says he knows and if, we, if he hears us, we know we have that which we ask. Do you realize the pressure that takes off of you? My daddy's very intelligent. He heard me the first time. Most, some of you knew my, my, my earthly dad. He was fairly intelligent. If I asked him for something, he heard me. If I came back and said the next day, oh, dad, oh, dad, that you could give me what I asked, He'd slap me alongside the head and said, son, I heard you before, but I'm going to have to do some things to get what you asked me to get you. Unfortunately, most of the time, God has to deal with other people that are struggling with the same things that you're struggling with when he asks you to do things. Come on, are you with me? But, but he loves you, and he seated you next to him. 
And today I've got something that's not going to be a long message, it's going to be a strong message, and that is the Father's blessing. The Father's blessing. You see, fathers were designed to do one thing, and that is to come in, not just procreate, but also have an incredible voice in the sons' and the daughters' lives. Sons he would teach to risk. Mothers can't teach to risk. They're the ones screaming on the side, oh, my baby, my baby. <laughs> Dad said, yeah, get in there, hit the dude, you know, playing football or not necessarily in a fight. Well, maybe in a fight if he needs to. No, I'm kidding you. But Dad is, is the one who takes him and teaches him how to be a man, teaches him what the limits are. Come on, are you with me? What's acceptable and what's not acceptable, and when to move and when not to move. When it comes to the daughter, his whole life is designed around one thing, and that's teaching her the parameters from a male point of view of what's acceptable, because from her point of view, it means one thing, but from his point of view, it means something differently. So his, he spends much time with her, coaching her on where, again, the limits are and interpreting what is being said and done that can be misinterpreted from her point of view. Okay? That's dad. His highest delight as a dad is to work with you in this way and to be with you in this way. One of the greatest things a dad can do is bless their son or daughter. And unfortunately today I found that that's not happened much. I was blessed. I had a dad who blessed me continually who would prophesy over me. He'd sit there and be talking to you, and all of a sudden he'd break out in tongues. <laughs> and then God would give him the interpretation. It scared the willy out of you. Because <laughs> sometimes he set parameters on things that I couldn't see achieving. But he could. And so he was pushing me in the spirit realm and in the physical realm because of his love for me. Most people have not had that opportunity. All through history, dads have blessed their children. Do you realize when God made Adam and Eve, if you go to Genesis 1.27, he created them, and 1.28, he blessed them. He didn't even wait one paragraph. He just... Immediately upon creating them, did what? Now, it wasn't one of these things where he said, just bless you. Because that meant nothing in those days. He had to walk over. Come on, you, you get a picture of this? And he laid his hands on Adam and Eve. And he blessed them. And then outlined what their responsibility was. 
Ooh, that's exciting. I, I learned something. This is, I'll take a rabbit trail here for you. You'll humor me. I learned something the other day I thought was quite interesting about the garden. The garden was designed and made big enough for as many people as were there to take care of it. In other words, the whole world wasn't a garden because one person couldn't manage the whole world. Come on, are you with me? But he could manage a portion of it. And the garden was designed to move with the population of the garden. Because I believe it was God's plan initially that they were going to be there. And we, again, we don't have any idea how long Adam and Eve were there before they got bored and went back to the tree of good and evil. We suspect, okay, say, say, say suspect, that Eve knew what having children were like because God told her when he kicked her out of the garden, from now on it's going to hurt. So logic tells you that probably they did. How many they did, how long were they there, we have no idea. But they were long enough, they were long enough to become vulnerable. That's a great love. He didn't kill them when he said. Some of you, somebody's out. When I sense this when in your pastor mentioned it also. There's someone that is grievously sinned. And I don't think they're here. They might be here, but I know they are listening to the program today. And they grievously sinned, and they just can't imagine God forgiving them because the sin is so great in their own eyes. Here's a perfect example of the love of God. Adam and Eve should have been put to death immediately for what they did because the day you eat of it, you shall surely die. Well, they didn't die. It took 960 years for Adam to die. But he didn't punish them immediately. He was disappointed with them, and he began to tell them, now because of what you've done, what's going to happen? Now you're going to have to work. The ground isn't going to be easy to work. You're going to have weeds. You're going to have resistance. You're going to have problems. But he loved them so much that he gave them a second chance. Someone out there needs a second chance. And I'm asking you to ask Jesus to forgive you because your daddy is standing with open arms waiting for you to come to him. He knows you're messed up. He knows things are going to be difficult, but he's there to help you, to love you, and to forgive you, to cherish you. Amen. Abraham blessed Isaac. Genesis 
Jacob understood the value of the blessing. Here's an interesting thing. He had two, Isaac had two sons, Jacob and Esau. Both were raised the same way. One valued the sonship and the other one didn't. You remember Esau came home hungry? And he said, I'm starving. He said, give me something to eat. And he said, I tell you, Jacob said, I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll trade you your birthright as number one son for a bowl of mush, for a bowl of stew or whatever it might have been. No value. What did Isaac do incorrectly in making and pointing out the value of his sonship? Because Jacob comes right behind him, and what does he do? He steals the blessing. Some things we got to learn about the blessing that I want to teach you this morning. Verse 31 and 40, he says, He also, this is Esau, also had made a savory food and brought it to his father and said, Father, let my let my father arise and eat his son's game, and your soul may bless me. And the father said to him, Who are you? And he said, I'm your son, your firstborn Esau. Then Isaac trembled exceedingly and said, Who? Where is the one who hunted game and brought it to me? I ate all of it before you came, and I have blessed him. Now I want you to see these last six words. And indeed... He shall be blessed. Let me share something with you about a blessing. Once a blessing goes out, it can't be canceled. If it could be canceled, Isaac would have canceled it and given it to Esau. But here again, somebody had taken it and had literally, by deceit, got the blessing and the blessing had gone out and it wasn't going to do anything except what it was intended. Isaac says, it will fulfill what has been said. Esau said, well, don't you have a blessing for me? And he said, no. He says, isn't there somewhere, someplace, just one particular blessing? And he gave him a brief blessing. He said, you'll live well off the fat of the land, but he said, the whole sword will never leave your hand. In other words, you're going to be continually in conflict because he didn't, he didn't value his sonship. Come on. Let me ask you something. Are you in conflict continually? Maybe you don't value your sonship. Do you go to your dad expecting change, or do you go to your dad just expecting him to be God and leaving you where you're at in your deep trouble? I take a look at the situation that we're, we're faced with. By the way, you need to leave town for a little while and fly into Fresno. It's one of the few cities I've ever flown into where you can see what you're breathing. <laughs> but I also noticed something else. 
there's a heaviness that has settled over the city that's fear-based. Okay? And wherever there's fear, there's control. Because fear is one of the greatest opportunities to control a person or his habits or his responses. My daddy said that no plague will come nigh my dwelling. 91. I'm the dwelling place of the Holy Spirit. I don't think he's going to be affected. So that's a safe place. My dwelling place is a safe place. That doesn't mean I'm foolish. It just means I'm at peace. One of my grandchildren come positive with COVID that we were living with them. And they said, you've all got to be checked out. You've got to be have a thing where they run it up your nose and rub the back of your skull. <laughs> I didn't know there's that much space back there. <laughs> but I'm... We went and had a check and we were all... Well, we had him stay in his room for a few days. It stopped at the door of his room. You said, well, that sounds kind of egotistical. No, it's just being comfortable with what I know. My daddy said, I don't have to worry about it. Come on, are you with me? Let, let, let me be simple with you. He said he'd meet your needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. Not according to your riches and glory, but according to his riches and glory. The man is opulent. He uses blacktop for gold. He uses gold, translucent gold for blacktop. Because the streets of heaven are lined with translucent gold. You think he can afford you. He said, but you don't know what I'm going through. No, you don't know what your potential is. Because how are you going to learn faith unless you get stuck in having to learn faith? Because the just shall live without faith. It's what? Impossible to please God. So that means I've got to go through some challenging opportunities so that I can see the power and the presence of God operating and flowing in my life. That's why I've got a daddy who I can crawl up on his lap and talk to him and just say, situation is such, I'm a little at ease, ill at ease, but Father, your word. But Father, your word. I know what the doctor said, but Father, your word says by his stripes. Have you not only one blessing, my father? Bless me, oh, my father, said Esau. So he said, here, behold, your dwell shall be the fatness of the earth and the dew of heaven above. 
By your sword you shall live. You shall serve your brother, and it shall come to pass. When you become restless, you shall break the yoke from your neck. The blessings of Jacob's 12 sons. This is interesting. Blessings are eternal. If you haven't picked up on it yet, words are eternal. So ways something is said, you can't withdraw it, you can't bring it back, you can't change it, it's going to go out and it's going to do what you said. Blessings are eternal. All 12 of the guys, all 12 of his, Jacob's sons received a blessing where he put his hands on their head and blessed them. One of them, let me give you a scripture on it. Genesis 49, 17. Dan, it says, shall be a, shall be a serpent. Just give it to you basically this way. He says, you're going to be a serpent and he's going to bite the heels of the horses that are coming in and he's going to throw the rider and he's going to save the city. That was fulfilled in May of 1948 when the city of Dan was able to hold, lay in like snipers, small groups of guerrilla type warfare, kept the road open for the supplies to get to the Israelis so they could drive out the enemy. The city of Dan fulfilled its prophecy 5,000 years after it was given. How many years? Do you think the promises that God has given you are going to go anywhere? No. Genesis 48.8, And Israel saw Joseph's son and said, who are, who are these? And Joseph said to his father, These are my sons whom God has given to me in this place. And he went ahead and blessed Joseph. Then when Joseph saw that his father laid his right hand on, his, on the head of Ephraim, it displeased him and took hold of his father's hand and removed it from Ephraim's head and put it on Manasseh's head. Then Joseph said to his father, Not so, my father, for this one is the firstborn. Put your right hand on his head. But the father refused and said, I know, my son. I know he's, he also shall become a people, and he shall be great. But truly the younger brother shall be greater, and his descendants shall become a multitude of nations. So he blessed him that day. Notice how the blessing was offered. Where is the strength? In the right hand. Now, I got a problem with that. I'm left-handed. <laughs> I do well in the tribe of Benjamin because they're all left-handed. But he put his hands on his head. Jesus, when he came out of the water being baptized by John the Baptist, received the Father's blessing before he even went into ministry. What did he say? This is my son in whom I am well pleased. 
Well pleased for what? He hadn't done anything yet. Do you realize your daddy can bless you before you do anything? Not in what you're doing, but before you do anything. Oh, this is good. Some of you had fathers that, if I might use the term, were not fathers. They didn't bless you. Some of you didn't have fathers. You've never had a father bless you. I've talked to several men of recent that And they shared some of the struggles they had as a result of it. Let me share something with you. I just want to let you know real quickly, you got a father, a heavenly father. Jesus had an earthly father. He had a heavenly father. You may, have, may or may not have had an earthly father, but you have a heavenly father. And his blessings are there for you if you're willing to receive them. You say, well, I'm fairly up in age. Doesn't matter. Something happens when there's a blessing. I wish we understood it. We don't. There have been people that, oh, thank you. Pardon me, my mouth gets dry as powder horn. Nobody here knows what a powder horn is, so <laughs> oh, he just gave me a drink, honey. This morning I want to do something special for you. I want to just lay my hands on you and bless you. I'm old enough to be your father. I was the former father of this church. I think that gives me some latitude as well. But there's some people here this morning that you've never had the blessing. And I sensed some time ago that the Lord wants you to be whole. And I fully believe this could be the first. Because if you can receive the blessing here, listen to me very carefully. You can let go of the past and the disappointment and the frustration and the anger and the resentment and the humiliation and the other things that came about because you had a dad that didn't honor you. You with me? You have a daddy who does and wants to do something significant for you this morning if you receive it. Amen?